Welcome to the Leading Lane Podcast for real estate pros by real estate pros with your hosts, Ashley Frederick and Stephen Birch. If you're looking for an honest, authentic, and raw perspective, you found it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, how we got into real estate uh, and maybe what you were doing before that uh, and even things you've done along the way and maybe what you're looking forward to in the future. Steven, take it away. Yeah. Cool. So um, I got licensed in 2009. It's hard to believe that, right? Um, but my grandmother actually owned a real estate company. Grandma uh, Sheila. Grandma Sheila. So I've had a fantastic mentor and uh, somebody that's been there the entire time for me. And it's fantastic because roles are reversed now. She now works for me. So haha. Um, now, now you have to deal with my stuff. Um, but no, for real, I've had a, a fantastic mentor. And we started with a, a national franchise. Then long story short, we went independent. Um, and then we joined another uh, national franchise in 2000, 2016, yeah, um, in 2016. But my the very early portion of my career, um, let's say that I was not very in tuned with the real estate world. Um, <laughs> I thought that, oh, all the freedom and flexibility, I can sell, that's easy, I can do that whenever I want. Um, but that was in 2009. So we're coming off of the crazy market, like the crash. So it was way tougher than I thought, right? Like even though that I had a mentor, uh, she did not hand me anything at all. I had to work for every single thing that I had to do, right? Um, and in there, there, there's multiple different things that we'll dive into later on. But um, I, I kind of, I, I knew that I did not devote the time that I needed to, to go really truly into real estate. Um, so I had to pay for my bills. Right. And I, then I got a position with a wireless carrier and selling and I moved up pretty quickly through there really just still had my license, wasn't doing too much. Um, and I was really unfreaking happy, right? Like I went from all the freedom and uh, flexibility in the world with no money to now making a lot of money um, and no freedom and flexibility. Like it was almost like I was eight to eight constantly and I had this money, but no time to go do anything or enjoy it or even be with family. And really the pivotal moment in getting away from that and going back to real estate was over the 4th of July. I had to work on the 4th of July and this was an American company that I'm working for a corporation and they're making us work on the 4th of July, which I think was, or I still think that it was the most un-American thing to freaking do. And I remember distinctly, I, Ryan and I were on our balcony watching the fireworks and we were talking, we were both miserable. We're both, you know, making good money, but we knew that that was not the lifestyle that we wanted. Um, I called my grandma. And I said, I'm going to quit what I'm doing and I'm going to move back home um, to my hometown. And she was like, what in the hell are you thinking? Why would you quit a good paying job with benefits and go back into real estate? And he said, I'm, I'm just simply, I'm not happy. I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to go one more time into real estate. I'm going to work on getting my broker's license. Let's come up with a plan how then, you know, I can be a broker and kind of, you know, what my next steps were. Um, 
she was supportive. Don't get me wrong, but definitely apprehensive. She was looking out for me. And, and I totally know that and understand that, that she wanted the best for me. Um, and it was in 2014, I believe that I started working on my broker's license, got my broker's license, then, uh, became the supervising broker of the independent company that she owned. And from there really just dove everything in. I mean, I devoted everything to the company. Um, I, I remember the, me saying, I want to be the very first one in and I want to be the last one out. I want to make sure that I'm not going to lose out on this opportunity whatsoever. And before all of this, I do also have to say, I think the reason why I am, one of the reasons why I am today and making sure that I'm all in and wanting to make sure that my processes and everything are uh, in tuned is before I actually went to go get that uh, big corporate America position, um, I started a restaurant, a bar and grill named Stevie's Bar and Grill. And this was, I was actually showing the building and um, I was like, man, I've always wanted to do, have a, a bar and a grill, right? Like um, I've been in the hospitality world my entire life. And so why not? Let's try this. Our, our community needs another restaurant. Very quickly did I learn it was not as easy um, as it looked. Very different from serving and bartending and all of that. It was the business side of things that I did not understand yet. Um, but without that opportunity of failure, um, it was a true failure. Let me tell you, it was, it was awful. It was devastating that we had to close our doors. Um, I didn't feel that our community was supportive enough. Um, in conjunction with me not having the knowledge uh, and the capital to be able to continue on. So um, with that failure and with going out of real estate the first time, and you know, I, I can totally understand why my grandmother was was so apprehensive of me coming back, you know, full time and quitting this position because she's seen me go through literally at the time I thought it was rock bottom for me. Um, I was completely embarrassed. I, the, the feel, the gut wrenching feeling of having to close the door, your, the doors of the business that you, you created. And then it's very public, obviously. Like I, I posted on Facebook about us, us closing and never did we ever get any sort of support from the, our chamber EDC or even local newspaper. But within a matter of like 20 minutes of me making a, a post announcing our closure of the, the Stevie's Bar and Grill, I get a call from our EDC saying, asking if I would be able That's to show the building. Development. Yeah, our yeah. economic development. The ones that, you know, are supposed to help businesses and bring businesses for economic development of your community. Yeah, that one. Um, they, they called and they were like, um, can we show the building? You're going to close. And I was like, well, I, yeah, I guess they're like, well, we're going to fly, um, this restaurant owner in from Texas to be able to look at your space and see if they can take it over. Mind you, they didn't help. I asked for help, but yet they're going to spend the money to fly somebody in to take over the restaurant that we created. And they would much rather help somebody outside of our community than actually help somebody that was born and raised within the community. So on so many different levels was I completely just distraught and devastated and the gut-wrenching feeling. Um, and then very quickly after that, there goes the, the news um, article and how everybody, I mean, they're going online and 
this is back when you can post anonymously and I'm sure there's still stuff that's out there, but there was some really shitty things that people were saying, very nasty, degrading stuff. So I took all of that internalized and felt like I was a complete failure. And then I didn't see it, but that was probably one of the best opportunities that I could have ever had. I would never learn from a textbook or going to school or anything. It was hard not life type of real life, you know, training, right? Real life training, boots on the ground training. Um, and I hope that I can help somebody stay away from those feelings and prevent somebody else from going through the just the the true hell of being embarrassed and upset with myself going through all of that. So anyways, long story, sorry, I went kind of on a rant there, but um, no, like uh, when I, when I came back and, you know, my grandma was like, uh, are you sure? And I was like, I know that I failed at the, the restaurant. I'm not happy with the, where, what I'm doing, where we're at. Um, that was the first time that I missed our, our local festival for, uh, the 4th of July. And I think forever, ever since it started, I was always there and I came back. I freaking kicked ass. I was selling, um, I, you know, got in a, in a, in a top production very, very, very quickly. And mind you, I was still in my early, early thirties. No, I was in my upper twenties when I did that. And so, um, the, my competition, uh, that was out there selling the other realtors, uh, definitely probably the average age, I think in our area at that time was about 132 years old. Everybody was freaking old and stuck in their ways. And they and, you everything. Oh my God. <laughs> it was awful. Like, do, have we ever heard of an email? Like, let's get to the, you know, the, the, the new century here. But yeah, so anyways, the being able to go through all of that and realizing that I had to overcome um, in my community my failure and now I had to step back into another quote unquote pu public figure role, get out there and sell. And now I have my competition that has this leverage, if you will, that they, they think that they're better than me. They think they know all of it. Um, they didn't want to listen or do anything whatsoever. So I got damn good at what I was doing. I knew the contract from front to back, left, to right. I can read it upside down. Um, I knew the laws like to the T and I started to make sure that I would not allow these other agents to bully me. I bullied myself long enough. I don't need other people to do it for me. Um, and I became an aggressive bulldog and I was ready to negotiate. Let's go. And I got in, I think I was in the top like one or two um, percent of our market of, of sales very, very quickly. So yeah, that was crazy to think that is crazy to think all of that shit that we went through and, and where and we're that at That was now. all at the independent franchise? Right. Yeah. That was all at the independent. And so, so what led you to the broker part of it? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, my grandmother was getting older. Um, and so she, I think she finally got that light, that aha moment that, okay, I yeah, am, I am doing, I'm, I'm here. I'm doing good. Um, so we started about talking about like her exit plan. What does that look like? What does she want to do to go enjoy her life now? And because she's devoted so much to real estate and to our community as well. And that's where we really started looking around 
at different brands of who we wanted to associate with. And at the time, I, I really didn't know who I wanted to go with, um, but I knew being an independent was not for me. I needed to surround myself around other people and I needed to learn from other people. Yes, my grandmother is fantastic. She's a great mentor, teacher, um, and, but I needed to be able to grow more. Um, and the, I, I love my analogy that back in the day, you know, you used to not have power steering, right? Uh, but you can still turn the corner, but it was pretty damn hard. And so what I like to think is I was the power steering fluid that came into this and power steering to the business added to it and what still can turn the corner, but it was going to be so much easier with the processes and technology and everything else that I was learning. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, then we joined a, a national franchise, which has then led me to other relationships across the nation, which has been absolutely freaking fantastic. Um, we, it has led me to, um, consulting and doing one-on-one -on -one consulting co coaching work with clients and helping them basically duplicate and replicate everything that I'm doing in my business and, uh, be able to hand that over for them to do whatever they're, they're choosing to do with their business and growing their business. Um, we have now purchased a laundromat. Um, and since then we we've have sold it, it was pretty quick turnaround, but, um, we, we purchased kind of flipped a, a laundry mat, sold that out. Um, we're now launching leading lane, which is still, uh, encompassing the one-on-one -on -one consulting, but obviously it, it's doing other things of still within the, the learning world of helping people and getting them there to their business, let it be within real estate or not. So the door has opened once I saw my potential and truly stepped into the role and owned it, there were so many different opportunities and doors that opened up for me that led to other opportunities. And not all of it is within directly the real estate realm, um, but has some sort of connection or I made some sort of connection through real estate, through the um, national franchise, through other high um, producing individuals across the nation that now has skyrocketed and opened doors that I never thought I would be able to, to do. So very limited belief that at the very beginning, but now I know that I'm ready to go. So, um, yeah, there is me long winded. And right? how many offices do you have? So, um, I have currently have four brick and mortar offices. Um, we went from the first year or the year before we joined the national franchise. We did 67 units and then we're now well over 500 units. So the growth and scaling definitely is there. Awesome. For sure. So enough about me. Let me stop talking. Um, we can talk all day. What about you? Yeah, I, I probably can. You have to shut me up. <laughs> so that's okay. Um, what about you? When did you get into real estate? Uh, let's see. It was 2012. Um, not, not quite what I ever thought where I would be. Uh, so I originally went to college for nursing, mm. um, and I'm not there. Uh, and that quickly changed into healthcare administration, uh, which at, uh, that school, it was basically focused on like running a nursing home or assisted living. Mm. So I met my husband, we moved back to town and I worked at an insurance company. So I sold, um, like Medicare programs, uh, 
And I mean, I enjoy the people. It was good to be home. But, you know, you kind of feel bad if you're not using your degree because, right, we're so all so pushed on. You have to go to college. You have to use your degree. Uh, and a new assisted living was opening in town. And I was like, oh, perfect. I can use my degree. Uh, and in the meantime, I had been getting my master's in business. So I was like, I'll run it. It all goes perfect together. Uh, so I did run the 60-bed assisted living facility for two years. Um, anybody that knows that world knows that it's not for the faint of heart. Um, okay. There are a lot of politics. Um, it is really hard to, you know, take care of people. And, um, you know, CNAs are probably one of the, uh, you know, least paid but have the hardest type of jobs. You get close to the residents and their families and they pass away. And it's just kind of this cycle that I wasn't enjoying as much Um you know, and I can relate. I think you talked about uh, the 4th of July weekend. I was at a friend's bachelorette party and I had um, 37 phone calls that weekend because uh, I was on call uh, for whatever was going on. And it could even be simple as like, where are the plastic gloves? Uh, you know, those types of things. And my my girlfriends were like, Ashley, like, no, girlfriend, like, you got to find something else. And, you know, I'm like, I, I can't. Um, and I remember I, I had come home and I had begged Ben... <laughs> for me to quit to let me quit um and he wouldn't uh he was waiting for a big, yeah he was waiting for a big house to come through and he's like not till i get the house well kind of uh you know in that meantime if you will so there's like a four-month lull we had bought our first house um in 2008 and our realtor we stayed close with charles and every time we'd see him you know he'd be like oh i like you just like seem to know more about houses than the average bear. And I'm like, just, I enjoy it, you know? Uh, and then Ben started his construction company in 2012, early 2012. I think then that's where I started realizing, like, I do know a lot about houses. I help them with projects on the side. Uh, and then I, it was probably just another fate, but I think we went to look at a house. And then again, Charles was like, thought any more about real estate. And mind you, this was like probably three weeks after this, situation happened. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I think I should look into it. Um, so I took the course, um, and left that job. Um, didn't really have a plan. Um, but you know, I think sometimes you get to a place where you're just so not happy that it, it's better than that situation. Um, you know, and it's nothing that really anybody did. I think it was just internally, I realized that it wasn't for me. Um, sure. you know, and, Again, like you don't plan to be like, what, what is the backup plan? How are we going to pay our bills? Right. We, we lived on ramen. We lived on Easy Mac, which I can never eat again to this day. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I kept my insurance license. So I actually continued to sell insurance on the side um, while I was kind of getting up and, and running. And so I actually started with uh, as, a, as a team with Charles um, at a national franchise um, and super grateful for that because it is really helpful. I always tell people that's the other thing about real estate is I just never know how somebody can just like turn around and get their license if they're not part of a franchise or a, a brokerage that offers training because it is vast. I mean, 11 years in and things still come up that have never happened in 11 years. Um, you know, so I'm just thankful that I had, uh, you know, Charles to be a great mentor. Um, and as things progressed, um, you know, it, I worked in an office, um, same thing, like, young female blonde like they're like who the hell is this girl and what is she doing here mm -hmm. um 
And that was tough. Um, I'm sure we'll get into it, you know, and more, but like my self-confidence was like a negative 100. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like there was body shaming. There was, you know, certain clothes that I wore that got picked on on a regular basis. Um, And it was miserable. I actually thought about uh, quitting um, Mm -hmm. just because I was like, this isn't worth it. Um, I could find another job and, you know, be respected, but Right. There's like that little thing in the back of your head that goes back to this, like people not believing in you or telling you you can't do something. Uh, so this like little competitive spirit came out of nowhere. Um, granted, if I look back to like high school sports, it was probably there, but it must have got buried somewhere. Uh, and, you know, then I was like, you know what? Screw that. Like, watch, watch me. Um, and things started to pick up and it really was, I mean, it does help. I grew up in this town. So, uh, you know, being able to have those connections and still see people and then people realize that you're in real estate obviously helps tremendously, but it also, I mean, as you can relate, you know, you you also become successful by doing a good job. You do the things behind the scenes that no one ever knows about. You don't tell them when things are shitty. They just think it was like fantastic transaction. They nailed it. You know, like times I've cleaned out properties on the day of closing that people will never know about because it was just the experience that I wanted them to have. Right. Nobody talks about those toilet bowls you've cleaned and get you've picked up out of the yard and all that other stuff Mm -hmm. just to make you go to closing. Um, But a lot of people don't understand that, that that's what it takes to be that extra edge. Um, So I really started focusing on, on those types of things. Um, And Charles and I had just kind of decided through time that the team part of it didn't work. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we decided just to be, you know, single agents uh, in that office um, and always stayed, uh, you know, true to one another, uh, bounced ideas off each other all the time. Um, But I think it probably got things a little bit worse in that um, environment, too, uh, because things were going well. Um, You know, we kind of always talk about for whatever reason, it's kind of lonely on top, if if that's what we want to say, which I've never understood. Um, To me, it's more of like, why are we not scooping up everyone with us? Um, and there is no top and there's no bottom. We're just all successful. We're all happy. Because success is different to some people. Some people are, are driven by numbers. Some people are driven by having food on the table for their family, right? So however that success looks for you, like we should be helping one another. And um, I was missing that that link there. Uh, and it was just like a weird events, you know, probably some self-confidence started to, to kick in. Um, so I worked, I think we worked at actually the same national franchise. We didn't know each other then. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I'll keep it real short. But as you know, like super strange to get this phone call that I need to fly out to California. Nobody will tell me why. Uh, we get down to the roots and like here they're rebranding and they wanted me to be like the face of their rebrand. And same thing. I was like, I don't deserve this. I am not pretty enough. Like, nope, what are we doing? Um, so I actually told them no. Uh to begin did with. Really? I did. Huh. Um, and then I came home and I told Ben and he literally looked at me and said I was absolutely nuts and that real estate was my life and I needed to make that phone call back. But the big part of that was that we were supposed to be in Jamaica that week <laughs> with our friends <laughs> and we had been on vacation like three years and I was like, I have to give up Jamaica for California. Um, <laughs> so we actually worked it out and then we went to Jamaica and then we cut ourselves short Um that's a really fun story too. Like, um, I thought I was sitting next to a terrorist. I'm actually pretty sure that, um, I don't say that jokingly, but like this guy was watching planes crash on his 
phone oh next to me. Um, so it was a whole situation that turned into the airplane that I got involved in. And then Ben got off and almost got arrested. And I was like, this is fantastic that we came to California. <laughs> so um, we go and I'll be honest, like I still remember to this day, um, you know, they, they do your hair and they do your makeup. And I really struggled with it because it wasn't how I do my hair and my makeup. And I also like, I had the discussion with them that like, um, I wasn't looking to be somebody else. So at least I'd come along that far, you know, but they were like, well, this is our shoot and this is the shoot that we're looking for. Um, so, and I don't like have hair like mine, but you'll appreciate this. Um, they wanted me to, women will appreciate this. They wanted me to split it down the middle. And I was like, I like, you see this? It doesn't go down the middle. Um, <laughs> And it was like dyed to go to the side. Uh, and so they split it down the middle. Um, and uh, I have freckles and they absolutely loved it. Well, normally when I put makeup on, you make like freckles are covered. So I actually like went into this room and I started crying because I was like, this isn't me. I can't do it. Uh, and I was going to leave. And then there's a girl there. Um, and then she was like, you're in a room with other models. Like, what is your deal? And I was just like, you know, it's hard to see yourself that way or whatnot. And then I was like, okay, you got to get your shit together. Cause these people are going to be like the woman that was a photographer, like had, um, photographed JLo and Adele. So I'm literally sure she's like, what the f is this girl's problem? Um, so I pulled it together. Um, and funny story that actually looks like for today, um, I had never worn lipstick and, um, everyone there's this, there's actually this picture of me and there's like four different people like working on me at the same time. And then everyone came to an agreement like that something was missing. And then the one girl was like, oh, my God, it's lipstick. And um, so I put lipstick on. And, like, I've been, that was, like, I don't know, five years ago. And I'm a firm believer of lipstick. I mean, look at Taylor Swift. But anyway. Um, so I think I just saw something yesterday. Like, if you're having a bad day, you should just wear lipstick. I don't know if that will work for you, but it tends to work for me. Um, I don't think it we could try it one day. I'd love to see it on you, like, right in the middle of a podcast. Um, anyway. So I came back and to be honest, that made the target on my back like this much bigger. Like mm -hmm. I was expecting it to be like fantastic. And actually, like, I think it made things worse. Um, and again, like um, it was such an awkward place to be in, in in your mind. And when you're not surrounded by like minded people, like where do you go from there? Uh, you know, and so like downward spirals, if you will, um, mentally. But another agent in that office um, was like very aware uh, you know, I had had that broker, you know, tell me that um, I would never have what it took to be a broker. Um, mm. you know, like you take you take things, and you put them in your back pocket and you kind of keep them there for when you need them. And sometimes you use them for motivation. Um, we went to a conference and we both were like either like we're done in real estate or or we're going out on our own. Yeah. And um, bless Stephanie's heart. She was a lot more on the we're going out on our own. Uh, than I was. Um, and so same thing, like we interviewed uh, companies and we found a, a national franchise due to a local, uh, you know, independently owned, it was part of that same franchise that um, made us really understand what they had to offer for what we were looking for. Um, and I had gone to Thailand for uh, 10 days with my sister. And I think when you remove yourself, sometimes it's when you have a reality check uh, sure. and not being here for 10 days in the midst of all of that craziness. Um, I was on my way back to the office and I started dry heaving mm -hmm. in the car. Um, just do the like sheer thought of what I was walking back into. 
And then I, I called Stephanie. I was like, we're done. Like, we're like, we're moving on. Like we're going like, yep. I'll sign the papers tomorrow. Uh, and lo and behold, uh, here we are. Um, so yeah, we opened our doors March 1st of 2020. Um, you know, blazing, we're going to kill this. And two weeks later, um, the world shut down. Um, but what I want to circle that back to, too, is that um, our very first hire was Charles. So it was the, the day one, that we, yes. Charles, the one that you were on the team with. Correct. The Full day circle, that, huh? the day after we left, he called and said, I'm coming. And I think what I want people to understand is that just because, like, partnerships don't work out or you have, you know, things like, right, some bridges need to be burned and you're never going back there, but there are some that, you know, things just don't work out and that doesn't make anybody a bad person. It doesn't make them a bad partner. Um, and that always speaks volumes to me that, you know, we were able to keep that friendship. Uh, you know, he's been with us almost four years now. Now he's our director of training. Um, to me, it's just like a full circle thing of the right people in the right room. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, we did about, uh, I think it was 250 transactions uh, we have eight agents in our office. Um, but, you know, had I given up in those moments uh, of weakness, uh, you know, and didn't have someone to pull you through, like, uh, we would have never met. Um, we wouldn't be doing the fun, crazy things, you know, traveling to Mexico. I mean, can we do that yeah. in the near future? Um, <laughs> yes, please. Maybe, maybe uh, so we should I, just do the podcast down there. I don't, I don't know how good Ryan would feel about that, but that, we can get a studio. They could studio. probably, like, do their own about hunting, or I don't even know. I'm not sure. Yes. Yeah, that's my um, uh, brief narrative. Okay. Like, I think that's absolutely amazing of being able to have that relationship still with, with Charles. Mm -hmm. And that, that truly shows a true testament, testimony of who you are, um, being able to continue that relationship and working with people like-minded that would be able to lift one another up. Um, and it's true. The, I mean, the saying that says you're, you're one fifth of the people that you surround yourself with. And Charles knew that he wanted to continue to be around you. And obviously you allowed him to come into your brand new company. So you had that same mutual respect as well. So I think that that is huge for, for both of you guys of being able to continue to work with one another. So well, like what a risk um, take for him, right? Like, Oh, these girls are opening this company. Hope it turns out. <laughs> But he wanted to be, I mean, A, he believed in you. I think he's not, right? He's, he was able to yeah. see what we're going to do. He, he knew your production and your capability. So he believed in you. And I'm sure he wanted to be a part of something bigger than where he, he was. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to, you know, I said before about, you know, leadership. The only time we ever hear about from or from leadership is when something's wrong and or, you know, something's going awry within the company that you're going to get reprimanded for. And so now he, he no longer wanted to surround himself, uh, you know, with that. So that's great. Um, I think you kind of passed up just a, a little bit of information of that you still are producing and you still are selling. So uh, can you tell me how many units uh, on average that you're you're producing yourself as an independent agent, not your brokerage, you as an independent agent? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been strange, right? Because we've had some interesting markets, but like 80 to 100 transactions a year is my average. And I, all by yourself. I mean, like not a team, not anything else. Um, growing a company, growing, you know, you and your uh, your husband have the, the construction company doing the homes. I mean, look how many other opportunities have grown and you have on your plates, your rentals that you have. 
how many doors were open for you and still opening for you and you're still able to manage all of it and keep that same level of production like kudos to you like big kudos i I think you like said that right like all these opportunities i think that you know um a lot of times people if they've been you know, hurt in the past or, or jaded. I think that sometimes they have their guards up, you know, all the time, which is understandable, but there are so many doors to be opened, uh, you know, and, and not, not all of them are meant for you or I, or, you know, or other people, but I think you have to be willing to open the door a little peek. What does that look like? Um, right. And yeah, you're right. I mean, like, I think that's one nice thing about real estate is, you know, it can lead to, to wealth building. And I, you know, I hope that other people can look at that and, um, it doesn't mean, you know, you need to own a hundred rentals, but, you know, starting out with one or two and, and that helps you and your family and that into the, you know, little extra income, you know, down the road, you can sell it um, for more equity. So yeah, it's uh, something that I think, you know, again, as you're educating people, I don't think that people talk about that enough, you know, like what does sec- buying a second home look like? Um, can I do yeah. that? Uh, and so I think that that's an area that, you know, people can definitely, we can share more information on that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think the, Needless to say, both of us are in a very uh, unique uh, position right now, right? And uh, I know that both of us are extremely blessed uh, to have everything that we have had. But uh, with that, it's not a bad thing to be able to say, I worked damn hard to get where I'm at. I'm proud of where I'm at. And one of my biggest frustrations in, in success is people saying, that must be nice. I hate that. <laughs> and my response, and we can go into this. I think this probably is our, our next oh, yeah. topic, right? Um, but it must be nice. And you know what? It is nice. And it, I worked hard. We both have worked extremely hard. We've surrounded ourselves around positive people. And we, we continue to push each other. So um, it is nice. So it's congrats nice. to you. And yeah. to you, my friend. Perfect. All right. Well, we're up on the time here, so I'm excited. So I think, yeah, I think we just determined our, our next topic and hopefully uh, you listeners will, will jump in and listen and uh, about the, it must be nice, uh, wonderful phrases. So, and I know you have a great story about your Cadillac that I want you to, to tell. So. Yes, cool. thank you. All right. Well, thanks for listening and everybody and uh, looking forward to you to have you at our next podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, Please like, subscribe, and share with others. Stay connected for more genuine insights and strategies to boost your real estate career on Facebook or check out our website. We'll see you next time.